Lots of things go through our minds at the holiday season, right? And they're not all hip, hip, hooray. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of times holidays can be really, really sad times. Uh, missing people. Uh, woulda, shoulda, couldas. Not having. So we do this stuff, we get sucked into the stuff of the world to say really what this is all about and how we can help other people have a good Christmas is by giving them things that they're going to like. And that somehow is going to make their Christmas something special. I know that for a fact there's every child that's in here is anticipating Christmas because they get to get something. And there's nothing wrong with that. But understand that that isn't the reason for this season. Tis the season to be jolly. Jo joy. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I go out and do any sort of the shopping stuff that I got to do, joy is the last thing that I got going on. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've re resorted to doing most everything online because it seems to be the least painful. And somehow this is supposed to be joyful. I love to give, don't get me wrong, I love to give, but I love to give on things that um, matter. Like, I don't remember what I got last Christmas. Uh, I, I'm sorry if some of you got me stuff. Uh, I'm sure it was for good purpose and all, but I don't remember any of it. How many of you do? Maybe one or two? Something special? Yeah? You was in Shakopee. Yeah, yeah. Heaven. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So Christmas in Shakopee is an ugly place. You can make it what it is in Christ, but I've been to Shakopee. It ain't all that pretty in there. They lock you up. Yeah, she got through it. She, here she is. Praise be to God. And this is going to be a special Christmas for her, and it's not going to be based on anything she gets for a gift. Yeah, she just love. She's gonna love this Christmas. Kids, I'm gonna got kids in the place. Okay, so your idea is how am I gonna make them happy this Christmas, right? And then you determine what your budget is, right? How much per kid, and then you try to get as equal number of gifts for each one, so one doesn't feel left out. So you have to go through this, and then, oh, oh, I still have $4 left on Johnny. And I got to get that. Well, and then, and then the stockings, you know, they, they got to be filled too, you know. So we got to get out and go there. Is, is it full enough? Do you think it's full enough? And we just get our mind wrapped around all of this stuff, and it, we've lost every bit of this season. I just, I preached myself into anxiety right there. I'm sorry. 
But do you realize that's what the world is literally trying to do to us at this time of the year? It's sucking us in. It's telling us that more of the glitter and the buying of things and the wrapping of things and all of the things associated with that is really going to make somebody's year pretty special. I want to lower your expectations. They're not going to help. They're not going to do it. The only thing that's going to help you this season at all is literally the real gift of Christ in your life. As the only hope that we have to have a good Christmas this year is the reason for the season is you, but the gift is Him. Mm. It says in 1 Timothy 1.15, it says, This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's what I want under my tree, baby. That's what I want. And without him, I know what I am. But this this gift that he's got, he's got, he wants to put it under everyone's tree that doesn't have that gift. Do you see that? I mean, that's the most precious thing that you could possibly do for anyone this season is give them the gift of your friend Jesus. Wow. He says he came for the purpose of saving you from your sin. Man, he like, he came. Rochelle did such an eloquent job of sharing with you literally why he came to take all of this sin upon himself so you wouldn't have to have any on you. Like, that would be enough in and of itself for all my Christmases to come. Because at the end of that it says, and I am the worst of all of them, sinners. Amen? I know what I am apart from Christ. And my goodness, to think that he would be willing to do that as a free gift for me. It says in Romans 5, 15, but there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. Can you see what the world is bringing to death to so many people right now in this season? I mean, stealing their joy, stealing their peace, finances, trying to make people happy, making sure that we're doing enough time with this family and this family, measuring all of the garbage we've got going on that literally we're dying. Where's the joy? Where's the peace? Where's the love? Where's the really, where's, what's contagious about this season of anything that's good when the world has sucked us into this place? Amen? And it's bringing death to so many around us. It's right under our noses. Oh, but even greater, this is what I love, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And this other man, Jesus Christ, was born in this season. Isn't that cool? I, I'm going to burst some bubbles here, but he was not born on December 25th. I just got to throw that out there, you know. It just, it just didn't happen that way, but we've picked it as a, a decent day. So rest assured, we're celebrating Christ's Mass. This free gift came through Christ, and the result of this gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. Man. 
condemnation. I feel I'm not, I'm not going to be good enough this year. It's not. We even do it to kids. You might not make Santa's list. Huh? If, or if you, have you been naughty or nice? Huh? Boy, if I was to check my roster, I never expected much of anything because my parents reminded me of how naughty I was. But this one, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. It's like he just sees us in this place. Look at that gift. Come on. If you look at the gift that the God of the universe decided to look at you and take away everything in you that's a fault. I mean, is that a gift or not? I mean, if you're not seeing it, you don't understand the gift. And you can't give anything you don't understand. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you can't even love on somebody unless you understand that love is the one who gave you this gift. Amen? So this place, this season, tis the season for us, first and foremost, to get solidified in who we are and whose we are in Christ so that we can be that light. Amen? So we can get, share the reason for the hope that we have, that we could actually put Jesus under the tree of the people around us versus what, some hope and a prayer that they like this thing that we put under there. I think everything that you do this year for giving, no matter who you give it to, have some message that points them to Jesus. Something on there, the label, the whatever it is, that it would point them to Jesus because that gift, the, the wise men came, they didn't come to bring each other gifts. They came to bring Christ a gift. I want this Christmas, I want to bring Christ all of me. Amen? I want all of me to be Christ this year. Like frankincense and myrrh, but every good thing in me, I want it to be in front of Jesus and say, all I have is yours, God. Amen? Amen? What a gift. He would be so honored by us as a people, to be before him on Christmas morning, laying ourselves out saying, this is all I have, God, but it's all yours. Yeah. Amen? And that from that place, you can't outgive God. He's going to fill you to overflowing to where the rest of your family is going to sense the gift that's in you in such a way that they will know for certain that there is a gift much greater than that present uh -huh. under the tree. Yeah. Preach it. Oh, God wants to show us. For this one sin man, or this one, this, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. Come on, gift of righteousness. He put under your tree, in the name of Jesus, the gift of right standing with God. You're pure and spotless and without blemish. Oh, a gift. It's a gift. For all who receive it, here's the good news, will live in triumph over sin and death. So we receive it, now we live it. Amen? So I'm going to go into Luke 4 there. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that those in Shakopee will be released. And from yourselves, amen? Those who are being remained captive will be released. Those that are blind will see. Those that are oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's 
who we celebrate. Tis the season. That's the gift. That's the gift. He came to do all of that for us. I was there. I know me. Right? I was a mess. I was there. I was captive. I was blind. I was all those things in a bag of chips. And Jesus came. And he's changed everything. He calls me righteous. Amen. Oh, there's so much more. He says, but he replied, this is Jesus. I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too because that is why I was sent. Okay? So you see, Jesus had a mission. He wanted to make sure everybody knew this gift. Like he was born. He wanted to do everything he could in his time to share the good news about what God had done by putting him here. So he went around sharing the good news of who he was as well as showing all the power that comes as a result of who he is. And so here's what happened in John 1, 4. The word gave life to everything that was created and his light was, or his life was brought to light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Mm. Look at 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. But I am not surprised even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. A jerk. I mean, seriously, look at this. This is a good example. This is all lit up pretty. Man, is that ever pretty. It is. It's beautiful. I, I, I got no hope in that tree. It might look real pretty. Matter of fact, this angel up here. Hey, angels are not female. They're neutered. Okay. They don't look like this. Okay, they're like nine feet, and they like carry weapons, all right? I probably wouldn't look as lovely, but this becomes a light, and people look to these things as somehow bringing the season, the lights on the ceilings, the ornaments above. Oh, look, it's all designed to keep your eyes off of the true light. A young lady drew a picture in the first service that showed, you know what, I've never seen a cross on the top of a tree. You know, why, why, why not? Why? Sounds like a good idea to me. And she says, and then we should have all the different scripture verses along the side. And each of the presidents should say, forgiven, redeemed, Holy Spirit. Come on. Yeah. I want to open that one and that one and that one. Gift of healing, gift of prophecy. I want that one. Man, and guess what? We get to do that. We get to do that. I'm going to share how. Right on. Check this out. Luke 11. The eye is the, like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it's unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Okay, so make sure that the light you have is not actually darkness. Come on now, because we can be deceived, amen, that this really looks good, it really sounds good, it really feels good, but it's designed to kill you. 
So make sure your body's not like absorbing and looking at and taking this in and believing that this is actually going to be something that will enhance your life when the devil is right behind that imitation of light and he is stealing your love, your peace, your joy, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your self-control. He's destroying it. And you sense it when it's going on and you're wondering, what's wrong? I thought I was doing everything right, but my life is still this mess. You could do a litmus test and say, we're Lord. Did I begin to see light that wasn't light? And he'll instantly show you where that's at. He'll show you, and guess what that takes? Repentance. It doesn't mean guilt and shame. It doesn't mean to, to unpeel the onion. Oh, I thought I was through all that. Wow. He finished it on the cross. He finished it. It's a reminder to say, turn from what you were doing, walk in the right direction, and begin to shine again in true light. Amen? So if you're filled with light, here we go, with no dark corners. Can you check yourself for dark corners? You don't even have to think long, because the evil one wants you to not think of them as a big deal. But if you ask the Lord, Lord, is there any dark corners in me? We don't want to ask that because right away we're going to be held accountable to it. Come on. It's so quiet now. I got really quiet. Everybody's just all kind of excitement. But if there's dark corners in you, you're not going to be the light that God called you to be because you're going to be thinking that you're going to be a hypocrite. And so when you feel like you're a hypocrite, you're not going to be the light. So he's saying, expose it. Bring it to the light. Bring it out. Share it with somebody. Man, if you've got a weakness that the evil one has been killing you with, man, make sure the body of Christ knows so we can lock arms and come against that thing because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. He's just got you believing somehow that shame or guilt that you've got carrying it isn't worth bringing it into the light. Oh, my gosh, that's just a trick from the pit of hell to kill you. Bring it in the light. Light up in me, God. Light up in me, God. Light up in me, God. If there be anything in me, God, that would cause you to have anything against me in any way, reveal it to me, Lord. Because this holiday season, I want to give my best to you. I want to bring my frankincense, my, my myrrh, whatever I've got, God, I want to bring to you for all that you've done for me. Okay, so if you're filled with light, with no dark corners then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. I want the floodlight. Come on, I want the floodlight. Yeah, I want, I want when, when you walk into Walmart, I want the place to light up. I want you to be the light of the world, man. When you walk through that place that the environment just absolutely changes. It sees you come in. Somebody sees you come in. Oh, man, there's somebody in crutches over there. In the name of Jesus, be healed. And that person begins to run around that store. What do you think was the best gift they got for Christmas? Come on. I mean, if we're not willing to go out and at least lay a hand on them, how are we ever going to know? Oh, I'm not sure if they'll be healed. Well, why wouldn't you try? At least you would show somebody you cared enough to want them healed. Right? I mean, that's silly. Oh, I'm not sure if it'll work, so I better not. You know, I don't want to whatever, whatever. 
What if all of a sudden you laid hands on him and he started dancing around in front of you? Who got the bigger gift for Christmas that year? That's God. Man, let's, let's try it out. Oh, that sounds fun, doesn't it? Oh, I want to be a floodlight. But Satan, who's the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is in the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. So here's our part, Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. I don't, you know that song is really going, this little light of mine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about, how about this torch light of mine? This torch light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, man. Man, I want to be a torch light this Christmas season. Yeah, I want to I stand up and be counted. If you want to follow Christ, follow me. Amen? Why not? Oh, I'm just not good enough. Well, then you're believing in another lie. Oh, this little torch of mine. John 14, 20 says, and it says, I'm leaving you a gift. This is Jesus again. He's, he's the gift, and he's giving you a gift. And he says he's going to give you a gift of peace of mind and heart. Anybody want some of that for Christmas? Ah, take a boatload of peace of mind and heart. Man, and he is the giver of that gift. So what do we do? It says, uh, Luke eleven thirteen. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Oh my goodness! I want all all that's under the tree from the Lord through the Holy Spirit. I want all of it. Amen. I want all of it. I want all of it. I want all of it. I want to open up every one of them. Whatever He has for me, I want it all. Because it's from him, and he says he gives good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father who's in heaven. Amen. And he said, if, if your dad or somebody else, you, they know how to give good gifts, think of what I can do for you. Huh? What do you want? Ask him for it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And he says in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you can be the witnesses. You can be the light and tell people Jesus came so he could go to all these other villages to tell the good news. He says if you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have the power to go to Garfield and Evansville and down to Glenwood and let the good news be known in whatever environment you're in. Praise be to God and even to the ends of the earth. 1 Corinthians 12. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding 
your question about the special ability the Spirit gives us. I don't want you to be misunderstanding this. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. But the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service. But we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but the same, it's the same God who does the work in all of us. Verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. You can't give what you don't got. You have not because you ask not. If you want to be a giver, you've got to be a receiver. You've got to be able to desire the things you want to give. I want to love on people. I get to do it for a living, so I need a fresh fill all the time because guess what? People are kind of unlovable. Uh-huh. Ministry is really easy until you add people. Hey, I'm just saying. So if you don't come from a source of love and a source of strength and a source of power and a source of truth, you can't sustain it. You will wear out and die there. He's your source. He's the flow. He's the giver. He is. He's everything. Amen. And he was free. And he's under your tree. Our part is what? To open it. To receive it. And to open it. And then to continue to ask more from him. In relationship to the things he has for you. If you're looking for somewhere else to get what you think will satisfy you, it will bring about the death of your joy, peace, patience, all of that. Amen? Following each other? Hmm. 2 Timothy 1.6 This is why I remind you to fan into flames... The spiritual gift God gave you when I laid hands on you. I'll lay hands on all of you if you want today. That's no problem. We'll just line up and lay hands. But you got spiritual gifts all up in you. Just ask him for what you want. And he will give you what you want so you can give on to others. And he wants to fan that thing into flame. Not just this little light of mine, not just torchlight, but I'm talking about consuming fire. Yeah. So when we go into Walmart, the whole place lights up and burns up. Amen. Amen? And that truth would be known and seen and light would be reflective of the face of Christ in what we're doing and what we're saying and how we're acting. Right on? I want to be that guy. Because he gave me all this as a gift? Why in the world? What other gift could we possibly give anyone else of value besides that? I just don't have a clue. So we beat people over the head and we tell them, you better have Jesus or you won't have joy. How well does that work? Huh? There's a lot of ways in which the Holy Spirit will give you gifts, but never will He give you a gift where you have to bring somebody to a place of guilt and shame for them to turn. The Holy Spirit is the one who is the convictor of sin, and no one needs your help. 
when the Holy Spirit does share with you something in your life that needs to change, He fully expects you to respond or the flow will stop. If you want to be a giver this season of the gifts God has given you, if there are things, they just need to turn. It's not guilt and shame and condemnation. It's about turning the way you think and then turning the way you act in line with God. He says that goodness brings you to that place, not condemnation. So he says in your, the place that you're at, he's saying, turn towards me now. Now, come on, come on, get back up. Come on, come on, come on. Don't stay down there. Somebody might even say, you should do this and you should do that. And then you shouldn't do that, and then you shouldn't do that. That's going to keep them there. But can you see the Lord, the, the gift that he's offering you of forgiveness is a free gift. Opening it, receiving it, causes you to come towards him. It's like, it's like oh, I'm not worthy of this gift. He knows that. He knows you're not worthy of it. That's why he went through what he did. So he, but he was worthy so you didn't have to be. And then when he get it, he gave you the gift of worthiness. <laughs> he gave you a gift of worthiness. And if you take the gift and you open it, you are now see yourself as worthy. Put it on. See it for what see him for who he is. Then you can begin to give that gift to others. Because that area of your greatest affliction, when you see the gift that's been given, you can minister that gift into other people by saying, come to him. He's a good, good father. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Come, to, come and open up this gift. You'll never be the same. Colossians 1.12 says, Always thanking the Father, He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. Now He's storing up a treasure for you in heaven that can't be destroyed by moth or rust or anything else based on the things that you do in this earth. And there will be a reward ceremony and there is a mansion being built for you. But He also has, He says you can have earth as it is in heaven. He has treasures and inheritances for you to be received today. He wants you to receive those today, to be living and moving and breathing in the inheritance that's yours as king's kids. You are king's kids today, not after you die. You were adopted and placed into his kingdom right now. That's where you reside. And he says that he wants you to share in that while you live in the light. If you're still living in the darkness or if you have been blinded by the true light and lured into something different, the inheritances get squished. Are you with me? You're not receiving them. You could say, what's going on, God? Something's going on. I just am not feeling like I, I have communication with you. I don't feel like my life is being blessed or I feel like I'm not flowing. Justin and I were talking about it earlier. It's like this flow that goes. We're rivers of living water, aren't we? So the flow from us is the inheritance from God that we pour out onto other people. If I do something to stop that flow, I'm doing it in my own capacity now. And I'm going to be wore out at the end of the day. 
If I'm trying to give something I haven't got, are you with me? So the inheritance is his blessing, his strength, his peace, his wisdom, and continuing. So all I need to do, if it stops, if I can see myself doing it in my own capacity, I can do a, a rewind to say, when did I stop? What did I do? What didn't I do? And it's not condemnation, it's just flow. Oh, say a harsh word onto Rochelle and not meaning to and my day is going and stuff is just on me. Just things start just, just not going right. And I'm trying to do right and it just doesn't feel right. Lord, what in the world's going on? You remember what you shared with Rochelle this morning? Oh, man. Go back. Rochelle, I'm so sorry for what I said this morning. I didn't mean to hurt you in that way. And will you forgive me? And you turn around and flow. So Luke 11.33, this is the same scripture uh, that was shared in Matthew, but there's one different caveat. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its lights can be seen by all who enter the house. Matthew says all who are in the house. Luke says all who enter the house. You hear what I'm saying? Like, when you come into my house, when you enter my house, I want you to feel the love of the Lord. I want you to feel a torchlight, a burning flame, the love of Christ in my house. And as you enter, and in my house, for my family, for my kids, for those in my care, in my house, you will see that lamp burning. You'll see it flame. You'll see the torchlight. You'll see the love of Christ. You will see flow that comes in our house. Amen? And that's because of the light and the free gift that was given to us in the gift of Christ Jesus. So Matthew 28, 18 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've given authority in heaven and on earth. Been given authority. Therefore, go and make disciples... Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this I am with you even to the end of the age. This free gift comes with responsibility. Jesus came. To forgive your sins in a free gift. He went back to the Father and gave you the free gift of His Holy Spirit for the purpose of going out. He says, I need to go into other towns to preach the good news. He gave us His Holy Spirit so that we would go into other towns and share the good news. And this season is the season for people to be, have an ear to hear and want what you have more than any other time of the year. Yes. 